Hey, what's up, multiverse? It's another episode of 10 Street Hooligans. I'm one of your hosts, John Dunning, from the Hive Mind and this very show right here. Here to introduce uh, my other co-host today, let's go down the docket, Mr. Johnny, the producer, Slivers. Uh, yeah. Let me, this pack's been open for 10 months, and it still has that vintage smell. Oh, I'm jealous. I thought you yeah. were sipping Coke for a second. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, gamers don't need Coke. We just have magic <laughs> cards. Ah, well, that's a good segment. Uh, talking about Coke, here's Mr. The Coach. Uh, thanks for coming in from the Card Bazaar. You're welcome. I like being on this show because, you know, I just like being on this show. I'm just <laughs> talking about random crap. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of our uh, kind of our mo. Random yeah. crap show. <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> the ruler of another good segue, the ruler of random crap, Mr. Magic Wazubi. Hey, what's up, man? How you How's doing? Eh, you know, I just got done streaming two hours of Final Fantasy. I saw How was it. it. What? How was it? Oh, it was pretty good. I got I got pretty far into Final Fantasy one. I'm my goal is to try to stream through every single Final Fantasy, which I know I'm not going to do it, but at least I'm going to attempt to try. That's like me trying to get through all the lore books. That ain't gonna happen because that's like uh yeah, because like forty thousand books and like yeah, like that life too. Yeah. yeah, life will get in your way. You are cranking those out at a pretty brisk clip, though. Uh, and yeah, you are introducing our la- our special guest for the evening. Uh, man, joining us from a land far, far away that I'll mispronounce, so I'll let him take care of this. And that's JJ, uh, better known as MTG Strategist. Thanks for joining us, man. It is a honor to be here with you guys. I, I'm a big fan, big fanboy of every one of you. So uh, oh, uh, really happy to be here. And I'm 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 currently sitting in Bahrain. I, I I live in San Diego, but I'm out here for for my job. I'm in the Navy, and they they always send me to really beautiful places around the world. You know the the hot spots. That's awesome. This is an international phone call then that I uh, cannot afford. So I hope it's not collect. Uh, but <laughs> I do appreciate you coming on, man. Um, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from San Diego as well, about 100 years ago. Um, so I'm sure it's still just as beautiful, you know, 80 degrees, 75 degrees every day, right? Yeah, not as nice as Bahrain, though. Oh, you know, if, if all you ever want is sun and sand, just come to the desert and hang out with me. All mm. right. Make it sound enticing, sir. Um, <laughs> a, a few niceties to to uh, talk about before we kind of get into the episode, and that is the people that bring you the episode. And first off, that's Cardsphere.com. That's right, Cardsphere.com, the best place to buy, sell, and trade your Paper Magic Gathering cards online. Uh, you can also head on over to TCG, or not TCG, uh, TXCP. It's been a while. TXCP.store. Get cool hats like uh, this one from the Card Bazaar. That's the official uh, website for them. You can also head on over to inkgaming.com. Get some uh, cool play mats. Uh, you could do Hive Mind MTG. Get cool little doggos like this. Uh, really good quality oh, stuff. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Zuby, you, you are also uh, hooked up from them, right? You want to you wanna plug your promo code real quick? Sure, sure. I'm affiliated with Ink Gaming as well for my Magic with Zuby podcast. I think my code is Zuby10. Pretty sure that's what it is. And I've got an artist page too somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Something I mean, like that. 
you could get uh, Zuby playmats. You could get uh, Ten Street Hooligans playmats and Hivevine playmats from them. Uh, so use Zuby's code or use my code, whatever. Just use a code because you get 10% off, and that's awesome. Um, and then also, yeah, just thank you to all the the new patrons. That our newest patron that just signed up was is Tarmo Cat and Anthony. So our great friends. Uh, we just had them over on the Hivevine. One of the most fantastic cosplayers, most talented cosplayers in the community. So that is awesome. So that's how you support this this channel right here to try to up the production value and all that good jazz uh johnny the producer are we focusing on a charity this month oh <laughs> we should we will we will we'll be get, we will be <laughs> we're once, gonna once I find it. for the love of god it's gonna happen <laughs> awesome don't right. look at me. So awesome. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, well, uh, so we're going to move on from that. But uh, JJ, ha you have something pretty amazing that uh, you kind of brainchild. I believe you had help, or you might have done this all by yourself. And that is the uh, first ever uh, Magic Award, uh, Community Awards um, ceremony coming up soon. So you actually have some fun stuff to talk about from that, uh, and, you're, and you chose our platform to do it. Yeah, so um, I pattern these awards after the Oscars, and I'm, I, the timeline's about the same. So I, uh, the Oscars already put out their list of nominees for every category, and I thought it would be cool to uh, – the voting's already done, so I know who won, but – I have it narrowed down to the top 10 nominees of every category. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to just put them out on, on your show and uh, let people argue and fight from that point on about who's going to win. Uh oh, great. They're going <laughs> to know our show is the. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there was 11 nominees for my category and I didn't make the top 10. I bet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure about that. You can't start doing uh, uh, like shooting yourself down yet. You don't even know. You don't know. You could have. But I like that's that is that is that's my business model. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already know I won biggest YouTube award. All right, I mean, come on, yeah. fucking face it. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Commands don't get the fuck out of the way. Oh, <laughs> oh shot already. Twitter's already. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I want that podcast too. I mean, come on, let's get. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's important to start off with the who's presenting the awards because I think that might be a little bit more exciting than well at the beginning for than the actual awards because uh, I I sent out feelers to so many different content creators saying, hey, would you mind being a, an award presenter? And I went uh, every kind of every. Uh, level of content creator and the response was really good. I, I got some uh, negative responses from people and some no responses, but for the most part, people were on board with this. And, uh, and I bring it up because uh, you guys are presenting the award for best blog or website. And I thank you so greatly for, yeah. I mean, skimming the bottom of the barrel and finding us. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, yeah that's, that was. A no, 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 I'm sorry. Us. No, but I mean, all jokes aside, it is, it is a crazy honor. Like, I, I think we've talked about this, uh, obviously off air before, guys, where we were just like, "Hey, we should do, we should do some kind of award show, or like think about, or, or wouldn't it be cool if there was one done or something like that?" And just the yeah. fact that you are handling this, and then that we get to be a part of it, at least for me, I think it's kind of the coolest thing ever so oh, i yeah. really appreciate it JJ. No, it's awesome dude yeah i appreciate you guys jumping in and taking one of the slots there's 11 awards and i mean it's a lot of content and i tried to get 
pairs of people together to present each award. So uh, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of coordination. And uh, so far, so good. We'll see. We'll see at the end of the month if I've got all the videos collected. So nice. Well, I, I could tell you, uh, you know, kind of spoiler alert. Ours is in the can. It's just in post production now. So we have yeah. we have something but it's just not something it's not a finished product yet <laughs> it, all, it all came out of johnny slipper's face too it was great. well the, the the thought of you guys having a finished product of anything is kind of you know right in for the next 90 minutes yeah. <laughs> i, I kind of expected just the announcement to come from coach while he's sitting on the crapper like okay <laughs> <laughs> See, you do watch the show. He's reading yeah. a book. Gathering whips. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is anyone else? I, I'm still dying of the plague. If you guys tuned into our last episode, mm. that was the the top of the, that was me getting the plague while we were doing our D and D episode. And oh, sorry if right. my Christopher Walken was was not up to snuff, but uh, I, I'm trying to blast this cold out, so I'm I'm chugging uh, pretty expensive wine, the Phantom. Anyone else partaking tonight? Ah. Uh -huh. I'm, no, I'm just I'm, not I. I'm just drinking my mystery drink like usual. I'm I'm drinking Legacy. Oh, uh, Josh? Yeah, 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 yeah. What deck? Um, <laughs> mono Red <laughs> Burn. Ooh. <Nice. laughs> Naya Burn or Go Home. I'm drinking uh, a double espresso with almond milk. Uh, I decided to fuel up for this because it's five in the morning here. Oh, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> you actually woke up to do this? I'm so sorry. On well, I happened to be up, and it was either you guys shift to five in the morning, or I did. So I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> MTG Canuck in the chat says fifteen dollar bottle of wine. Oh, actually, it was free for me, uh, but I think oh, this one retails for like uh, forty five. So oh yeah, damn. Oh. yeah, that no, it's a, it's a good bottle. Special special ones. Only the All best right. for you, you folks. Uh, are we are we uh, are we preambled out, or can we jump into it, or do we have anything else that we talk about on the show? Before um, we talk I, I found a thing. I found a thing. If you want, we can share the thing. Yeah, let's share the thing. Let me let me let me share a thing. The charity. The charity. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a charity out there. Be like, hey, check these out. Where is it? Did it work? Oh God. Almost there. Yeah, shit. There I am. Okay. So we've been putting a focus on charities for mental health and awareness. And this month for February, we will be promoting the National Institute of Mental Health. Uh, they are a federal agency that coordinates a bunch of institutes. I think uh, let's go to the about section. Oh, here it is. The National Institute of Mental Health is the lead federal agency for research on medical disorders. Uh, it is one of 27 institutes and centers that makes up National Institutes of Health and the largest biomedical research, biomedical re research agency in the world. Pretty sweet. So this is the one we're pushing. Um, we've got oh, mental health information here and outreach and funding. Let's see. Turning Yeah. So when you're looking to make a donation, uh, Throw some, throw a pack's worth of money towards these guys. Yeah, or, a, or a free bottle of wine's worth of money at them. Yeah, something but not like free, that. Like make it actual money. But yeah, that's awesome. I, 
yeah, we always try to keep it on the uh, focus on mental health. That's kind of our attack, uh, basically, because that's what we're we're trying to help. Um, before we we move on, JJ, why don't you tell everyone? You know, when you're not planning a giant, uh, unprecedented award show for the for the community, tell us a little bit about your your background in content creation. What's your channel about? All that good stuff. I'm so I I. Um, I discovered magic in the navy so some guys playing on the mess decks and they got me addicted i was a an avid poker player so uh magic just fit i have a background in analytics which uh just it's like poker with extreme analytics so it really helped but i i started blogging deck builds on uh just on my own mtgstrategist.com and uh this guy named uh, chuck wagon mtg you guys might know him He's, he's, he saw some of my builds and they're stupid, right? My, my, my builds aren't uh, tier one, anything. They're just these, the weirdest things. And he, uh, he, he saw greatness in me. Uh, so he, he drafted me in as his deck builder. And now I, I make decks for him. And, uh, he's really, really a cool, you know, family man from, from Michigan trying to make his way in, in content creation. And uh, from there, I, I, I met up with a group of um, called the Stomping Ground, uh, which is a blatant ripoff of the 10th Street Hooligans. I mean, a, <laughs> we even talked about how we could steal your format and use it to better ourselves. Oh, sure. <laughs> Man. sure. Flatter, that's flattering, actually. That's not uh, <laughs> I, I've seen your guys' stomping grounds. It looks way better than us. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, yeah, we're just a bunch of jackasses on Google Hangouts. <laughs> that is exactly what we wrote in the notes. Like, you know, we need to be <laughs> more next level jackass here than the 10th Street Hooligans. And, I love uh, this guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> that that group is Undying MTG, who was, uh, you know, previously Man Cave. Uh, yeah, he, he's Len in the chat. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and Lang uh, Galia and King of Jank. So we got this. You know, we tried to match one for one. I'm not sure who the the Johnny Slivers of the group is, but I'm <laughs> I, very I, important I'm, to have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Executive I'm producer. That's yeah, right. I'm assuming I'm the coach, and then oh, <laughs> but man, then, who's Zuby then, then? Yeah, well, that's nobody. King of, King of King of Jank oh, is totally oh, okay. yeah yeah that's totally. Oh, that's so obvious. I don't, I don't know whether wait, wait, wait. Be, so so Galia is flattered or who's Galea at what point is this creepy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> you know, it'd be great if we actually got the clothes that you guys are wearing and wore the exact same clothes. <laughs> Uh, that just means I'm gonna to have to send you a Gregory Portland shirt, which yeah, that's not hard. See, Zuby, you said we don't have any fans. We have we have fans that make shows after us. This we have great. dozens of fans. Yeah, like, there are literal dozens, dozens of us. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, there and, are and, ones and, enough. And that's the Gregory Portland from Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Canadian yeah. enough, Eric. Eric Williamson, you're damn right. I'm not. <laughs> oh man, proud Floridian here. So you said, so JJ, you said you're a you're a deck brewer. What what kind of brews do you come up with? Mostly EDH or other uh, formats as well? I I hit standard and modern. I, I try to stay in standard um, oh, as much as possible, and uh, I just like that every few months you get a new influx of cards, and it, it's hard to be new and modern because. Um, you know, there's always the better version of the deck that you build. Sure. Like I did a, I did mono black Tron, which 
you know, it, it was fun. It, I make a lot of fun decks, but uh, you know, it's it, you there. I would say you can you can almost forget about them after they after you play them a couple times. But um, but yeah, I stay in standard. I, I love playing in standard and uh, just that the idea to you know recreate a deck over and over again, uh, new versions of it, and just looking at things in a different way. Sure. I think this is a perfect way to segue into one of our, I don't know what Johnny, the producer has, like how he has the show structured, but I think that's a perfect segue into talk about this standard uh, Ravnica allegiance. Uh, this, in, in my opinion, and I know uh, this is kind of set up as a, a point counterpoint style of segment, because my personal opinion, uh, Ravnica allegiance standard, and even with guilds of Ravnica, but now that you, even more so with, with both sets, I think this is a brewer paradise to to make me that doesn't play didn't play a ton uh, for a while to come off the bench and kind of I, I'm cranking out uh, brews every couple days now like every five days I'm uploading a new uh, whether it be budget or not but I mean this is a perfect brewer paradise if you want to play standard standard I feel is back I feel it's reminiscent of of uh, Return to Ravnica again <clears throat> uh, especially when Innistrad and M13 were a part of it I am so excited about it Zuby on the other hand you uh are gonna caveat this is correct yeah um i guess from you saying because a lot of your deck techs that you've done i haven't seen your latest one but some of the other ones that i've seen is and i don't mean this to come across the wrong way but it definitely comes from a casual perspective so it's when i'm looking at standard i'm definitely looking more towards the metagame towards the actual more sure. competitive spiky side of it that's and fair. when i and that's pretty much how i view standard it's I mean, I wish I could go back to the days of being able to brew and try out janky stuff, but that's just not me, especially when it comes to standard and modern anymore. So when I look at standard, at least from a spike spike perspective, I see nothing but bad, bad standard. Um, and I know a lot of people will go on and say, oh, it's Nexus of Fate. It's Nexus of Fate. No, I mean, yes, that is yeah. a problem. Right, but the bigger problem, in my opinion, is actually wilderness reclamation. Yeah, because of the fact mm -hmm. of when you have a flipped over search for Escanta, and then you have three wilderness reclamations out. Oh well, I'm gonna keep digging at the end of my turn to cast another Nexus of Fate, and it just every game that I've played in Standard, whether on Arena or Paper, has just turned into a big grind fest. And my LGS is extremely competitive too. So I don't see those janky brews or anything like that. I see nothing but misery <laughs> is all I see. Well, you know, Arena added a added an element of higher competition too. And with the Myth Mythic Championship, it really oh, yeah. kind of poured gas on the fire where people, you know, I, I so I'm, I'm grinding away at Arena as well. And uh, I, I can play my janky brews up to a point. Mm -hmm. And then if I want to get to the next level, you have to do, you know, mono red burn or, or something. I mean, I will never. And yeah, I mean, some, something tier one, tier two. Yeah. Yeah. I will never play a Nexus of Fate deck uh, ever. I sure. mean, it's, it, it'll win. I just don't yeah. want to win like that where, where I want to, you know, peel my own eyelids off at the end of the game and oh <laughs> no i know that that's how i feel right now when i'm playing nexus of fate the and, and i don't want to just talk solely based on nexus of fate right now but when you look at the um metagame right now 
blue is in such a strong position just overall just blue in general is extremely strong and it's not just because of teferi and nexus of fate there are just so many good blue cards out there right now where it's kind of warping the meta a little bit if yeah. you really look at the numbers well even from a casual standpoint even the, the latest one i did not to plug my own other videos or whatever but to, uh, with terramander <clears throat> i think it's very reminiscent of uh uh delver of secrets or it can be in the right structure so it can it, be yeah from all levels i i completely agree with you where i think blue is uh kind of a problem <laughs> and you're right even if it is just to fairy and nexus of fate i mean it, it is a huge problem, but do you think the answer is to ban them like Copter and Emrakul, or should we just kind of ride it out for another couple months? Now, if anything, the card I see being banned more than Nexus of Fate would be Wilderness Reclamation, because that even even decks that don't even rely on um, Nexus of Fate, but they do have Wilderness Reclamation, they're still a pain in the butt to play. Well, um, yeah. yeah. I and they're just add, extremely grindy. I'd, then I'd have to ask the question, like, when, when Paradox Engine was in in standard, did that get the ban hammer? No, because that wasn't oh. even played. Oh, so, but, and then what I, about I was, when, like, if we go back to uh, Theros, it's the blue-green, whatchamacallit, that got banned in uh, EDH. What is it called? Oh, Profit Crucifix. So did Profit ever get banned in standard? No, no it, it wasn't good no in played that. Yeah. So why why is why aren't those did similar things? Why did they not get the plays? Because the wilderness reclamation is a four drop. Is that what's going on? And it, and it's a and it's a enchantment. It's not a creature. And the format's slower. When the the boogeyman of the format is a control deck with Teferi, then that kind of then that warps the metagame around it. Like what? Because Nexus of Fate and anything with Teferi, that's all. That's all a very like a slower yeah. deck. Yes, there's mono Be because red even even before Ravnica Allegiance, there was the Turbo Fog decks, but they were not too hard to deal with. I mean, if you were able to play like is it Drakes or Mono Red or or even Golgari Aggro or even Selesnya tokens before Ravnica Allegiance, you were able to beat Turbo Fog no problem. I mean, as long as you were quick enough to do so. Obviously, you know shit happens, and then you're gonna get fogged out, but. They Turbo Fog was a very beatable deck before Ravnica Allegiance. Now with Wilderness Reclamation, that just makes it a lot harder to beat now. Well, especially with, especially with Best of One, because most people sideboard in their yeah. their enchantment removal. Absolutely. So, yeah. Coach, you've been you've been grinding some arena too. Are you running? Yeah, any a little problems? bit. Uh, like I got as far as Gold One, and then I kind of stopped playing for a little bit. Um, but I was playing blue white control and right now I got bumped down to silver, got back up to gold four and I just hit like a wall. Hey, I just can't get out of gold four for like, I, I must've played probably yesterday, not yesterday, but Saturday, probably like 20 games easily and have mm. stuck you know, been stuck in that gold four. I would win one, lose one. Win, win two, lose two. It's it was just I would never be able to get out of it. And you know, I'm still trying to find that balance between counter and like the planeswalker to fairies or like the creatures I need. Uh, but it's just it's just so hard because like reclamation uh, is just you know that's a killer deck. And then uh, another one I'm trying to think what was a problem for me was uh. Uh, Merfolk, 
merfolk well, on mono blue is becoming a big problem Mon too. yeah wedge just released a video oh. the other or like a couple days or no a couple hours ago uh hellcat has just been on that a uh, cat light uh she's been on freaking mono blue and just tearing up the yeah uh the that, scene that's starting to become more popular in the meta too and and like i said i just think blue in general is is really really strong right now so and i'm hoping maybe war of the spark will give some love to some of the other colors because it's like I said, it's it's blue is really warping the format right now. When you look yeah. at all the top meta decks, pretty much almost all of them have blue. And Johnny, yeah. you're you're you've been grinding too, right? Or same same deal? Or I've been I've been playing. Yes, I've been actually playing casual games in arena. And I did a thing last week where I just put singleton deck together, hundred card singleton decks together, just to throw them at casual format. And I actually won a few games. So I'm like. I'm still trying to like scratch that itch for EDH and I'm just like not paying attention. I'm not caring what they're doing with their programming and just playing singleton decks. Cause I don't know. I it's a bodega stock room, so it's all good. <laughs> but I mean, the, I don't see those when I see a Teferi deck, I like, well, as soon as I see Teferi hit, I'm like, okay, now I know what I'm dealing with. Or when Gates shows up in a casual run, I, I, I get an idea. I'm probably going to get stomped out, but in the casual lanes, you don't see the competitive stuff so much that I think they're usually grinding out in the, um, in the, in the rank system. So at the very least, yeah. the ranking structure kind of keeps those real predatory decks out of the casual play, which is good for people like me who are just want to grind out gold and, and get more cards for doing my dirtly games online. But, um, when it comes to when you when you hit those decks like i haven't been playing ranked since allegiances came out because i'm not going to dump a bunch of cash into buying all those packs it's just not going to happen and because when they first released the set you couldn't use gold for drafts i have to wait until they bring up you know normal ranked draft in order to actually yeah. get into more packs grant so i'm not paying money i get it okay fine that's the incentive to get into the packs so now I'm not even, I'm saving up gems. If I get into a draft and I get gems, I'm saving those for the next set. So I can at least jump into a sealed and get some cards just to start getting some more cards. It, it does change, like the rank system changes how I operate in arena. And now I'm like taking wild cards and putting them into singleton because I'm waiting for singleton to come back. Plain and simple. I don't know why they keep taking it out. It's oh, like put... Joel from Jake and Joel or Jake and Joel or Magic are just like indignant about not having any singleton on Arena. It's it's ridiculous. It's simple. The programming's there. Just leave it in. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it should have remained a free format when they first went to open beta. And it, and that was some of the most fun Magic I played. And that's like that's the gateway drug to Commander. That's one of their best selling paper products for the love of God. So yes, that's. Here we are talking about the things we wish Watsi would do better when we want to talk about something else. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's a, I, we weren't going to mention it. And, and I kind of, I, I'm, I'm the one that kind of said this. It, there's been so much negativity. It's so, it would be so easy to be like everyone else right now and just harp on all the things that are going wrong, uh, decision-making and whatever with Watsi. So we, th this is a conscious effort. If, if you're, if you came here expecting our takes on, some of these main things then turn off now because I, I we want to be a little bit more magic the positivity it's just so easy to jump on 
the bandwagon of, of just the visceral reactions and and 90 you know i don't know 80 percent of them are warranted but we're just gonna try to not necessarily just like put daisies on a piece of shit but i mean at least you know just try to uh, be a little... <laughs> that's a great that's a great metaphor I mean, it's a vi vivid picture <laughs> i mean it is what it is i mean when Lotsy hands you you know a handful of shit i'm gonna make lemonade so uh it, it's, it's it's always easy to tear down someone it's all it's much harder to bring someone back up there right, and that, that's that's the reason for my tweet I had earlier, like yesterday. Like, hey, try to say something positive about Watsy for this year. I mean, I know there's not a whole lot, but there's got to be something. But I, I do think that, that Ravnica Allegiance is one. I, I think that was, you know, at least design, like design's been killing it lately. Maybe and, besides, you know, Reclamation and all these other things. But I just, I don't know. So I'm going to kind of fortify my stance on why I think that standard is fun because the decks that I've been making lately or the decks that I've just been playing at my at my LGS um uh what what is it called where, where do I go not mock sporting house I don't even remember <laughs> I'm, okay do first off I'm drinking magic? and I'm sick <laughs> um god do any of us even play magic at this I point Zoo, what's magic uh Zulu's <laughs> is where I play and it's it, it's fun to bring these the and yeah, the movie. Uh, it, it's fun to just bring these these like kind of under fifty dollar standard decks to your F and M. Uh, because okay, so flashback a couple years ago when Battle for Zendikar was released, I was done with standard. I was really into EDH, and I you know I was done with that whole trying to stay on the train, so to speak. And then Absolute MTG uh, Nick, who doesn't unfortunately doesn't make uh, magic content anymore but he's a fantastic streamer yeah at one point he was the biggest magic gathering channel in the world <clears throat> he was way bigger than than brian and, and wedge and all them but um one of his last decks was he made this this black red devoid aggro eldrazi deck and he's just like just try it out it's 25 bucks you know whatever so i i played it and i won two game days and a bunch of fms with it because no one expects to to win against this kind of thing and it, and it's more so than just jank like because everyone could try to make like those uh uh i don't know what does saffron call them the, those like against the odds decks or whatever where it's just like i'm gonna make pr uh, practitioners work uh just because people want to see it no it's just like you still come out like eight rack and standard Exactly. But, you know, respect, respect it, respect the format, try to attack it just from a budget kind of mindset. And I think that there's plenty of tools to do that. And I've ripped off a ton of games against Gates, against the fairy, against all these other ones, oh. because you are positioned that, that to kind of go against for a lot of formats, though. I mean, are a lot of standards. I it mean, can, but some some of the formats are just so like Kaladesh. You just could you literally couldn't play anything else other than vehicles. You know, it, or, or you no, just there, there was a lot of viable decks in Kaladesh. I, I don't remember there being. I, I thought that Back that then. format that set was just the worst. I, I hated that set. I mean, Teamer wasn't as prevalent back then, but it was also um, a lot of the Golgari graveyard for get Emrakul out super early. And um, but no, there was um, one of my favorite decks in um, Kaladesh that I built when it first came out was the Fling deck. Oh or, sure, or, or Electrostatic yeah. Pummeler that was there, um, but that was still tier at least tier two. Are you talking about the red green one, the like the Gruel Energy? Yeah, that was yeah, a deck, man. Energy. Yeah, that was a real yeah. deck. I mean, there there was also red green energy without Pummeler too, and um, God, there was green black counters was not out in Kaladesh yet. That wasn't until Aether Revolt. 
because of the winding constrictor. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, well, yeah, go, yeah, go on. It's, I don't, yeah, I don't no, JJ, are you, are you building kind of more <laughs> when you're brewing? Are you brewing against the, the, the boogeyman or are you legitimately trying to make like tier decks? Well, when I make, um, so I have to take into account the, the, the best of one. So, you know, your, your sideboard comes into your main board with best of one and you, you have to, you know, you have to have enchantment removal. You have to have artifact removal for gates, for gate Colossus. You got to have uh, answers in your main board. So it condenses my strategy into a uh, more focused, like uh, win condition. The win condition has to be um, deliberate focus driven whereas before you could put some weird stuff in there to do i like doing the i call it popping chaff in the navy whenever a missile's coming at your ship you you fire these things off called chaff and it it just explodes this big tin foil cloud in the sky and it distracts the missile from hitting your ship so i like to have things in my deck that distract the other player away from what i'm really doing so i, I can't really do that with best of one i have to have to focus so the three decks I've been rotating to grind out arena, I use a Simic control deck and I use a, um, that mono red burn. And then I use this one that, uh, it, it uses wilderness reclamation, but I use Raf Capuchin to flash in legendary creatures at the end of turn. Oh, nice. And That's the, cool. That's cool. And then, and the turn five Zatalpa hitting the board is, and then when you're, your lands untap and now you can protect your Zatalpa from removal. It's like, it's almost game over at that point. And, but, uh, but those are the three I rotate. And a lot of people don't see that one coming because they, when they see wilderness reclamation and bant colors out, they're like, okay, here comes the Teferi. Here comes uh, Nexus of fate. And then when Zatalpa hits the board, they're, they're kind of proud of me for not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they almost wish they had more than their five communication options be like hey all right yeah <laughs> oh i mute emotes i don't even deal with that shit no i i, I hate that i can't communicate with the other player i mean on mtgo yeah. you can just talk it out and say you know hey i like congratulating people for a good deck or a good game or a good a really smart play you're and the one percenter like, yeah <laughs> all, all, all i can say is your go <laughs> or nice. <laughs> GG. <laughs> GG easy. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice I, to just type it out and say, hey, that was an awesome play. <laughs> I spend a lot of time going good game and implode on myself just because I know it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. All right, well, so I, I encourage everyone out there to just – I, th there's some decks to be brewed. I mean, there's Dominaria was, you know, it, it added a lot to to the conversation. I, I mean, you have uh, Ixalan's, you know, kind of heading out. It's on its kind of swan song right now, but there's still some gems in there. And then just with Ravnica and everything, it's just you have perfect land right now. You have the check lands. You have the uh, shock lands. So what better time is there to to for every Buddy to be represented. It's not where yeah, it's like I mean, the old days where you just have the enemy uh, the pain lands, you know, or mm -hmm. or the or the friendly check lands or whatever. Everyone gets to kind of play. Everyone gets a seat at the table right now, and so I think everyone should brew. And, and you might rip off some games. You might surprise some folks. Yeah, I think from a brewing perspective, you're correct. This is a very good standard due to a lot of the card pool that's in there right now. As far as a competitive side looking at the the metagame is standard 
I do not like the standard at all. It's miserable. Yeah, especially if you get hit with this. Well, there's also, I thought I heard somewhere or was reading on Twitter that they had actually not only put best of three in as an option, but they're keeping it. As in, that option is going to be on the table in Arena from here on out. Is best there... of one or best of three? Best, no, be, I'm sorry, best of three. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, it's best, you're going to have best of BO1s and BO3s as options. So if you're practicing, and I think that part of that came down to a lot of kind of negative feedback that was dropped on Watts with the Mythic Championship that happened or is going to happen, or I don't know what they, when the list, whatever. When the list came out, <laughs> I just kind of went, ring it in <laughs> and, and just stopped listening. But I, I, I looked at the list, it's like, okay, fine, it's a thing. But they were talking about the best of one. That was one of the big topics. And it sounds like the latest installment of the beta of arena has best of three as an ongoing option, which is good. I mean, that's, that's the way we've played this game for 25 years. Literally that's been, the, that's been the modus operandi. So, I mean, yeah, I get why it works good. Best of one in like a seven game series in draft kind of like Hearthstone. Sure. I get it. But if you're going to have this synergy between paper and digital, you need to have as many different formats in the paper version available in digital. So doing that, that's a sign of flexibility. I like that. And if they could just bring us something like if they put Popper and leave Popper there, that's a good sign. They just need to start leaving the formats in there, like the ones that people like. And and that would be, I think I think they do listen. If they keep best of three in there, it means they are paying attention. It's just, Big old corporate lumbering along slower than we'd like. How dare you? Well, I like what Watsi, ever since Dominaria, I like what Watsi started doing. And I think that their focus, uh, you know, I have a suspicion that their focus with esports is to, if there's ever an invite to the, um, the Olympics, the Paris Games in 2024, which is, it was being discussed last year. I'm not sure if the, the, the games will be, um, esports would be allowed into the Olympics, uh, but I know they've been invited to like the Asian Games to to do do actual esports. So I I think um, Watsi focusing on that direction, uh, they've come up with some really creative ideas, um, and they you can tell with Kaladesh it um it there were some painful parts of Kaladesh. Uh, great it was a great set but you can you know they had to backtrack a little bit with bannings where they were experimenting with power levels and different ideas um, but ever since dominaria i think they've really become focused on setting cards out that are in a balanced power like a power scheme where you can hit multiple color combinations and different permeations of those color combinations and hit different power levels that are equitable through across the whole spectrum. So I, I really enjoyed what they've done in the last, you know, three to four years, uh, you know, that, that where they're headed. I, I think they're headed someplace good. Absolutely. Francis O'Boyle in the chest is bring on EDH. And, I, I, you know, we usually do talk a lot about uh, Commander on the show. This is probably our first, like, real standard focus. Um, but it's just, you know, you don't get rat. I mean, you kind of do get rampant every couple of years now. But when you do, you I hope not. It just has. Well, I mean, that talk about a segue, Zoobs. I mean, that that could go into our, our next segment. And that's talking about let's do some some kind of quick predictions. <clears throat> 
for war for, uh, war for the spark or infinity war, war of the spark infinity war of the spark let's yeah. just call it what it is mtg um, infinity war yeah exactly uh <laughs> but before we before we go there coach has been like working like a busy bee over there just cranking out these these uh thran lore videos um so i mean no one is entrenched in lore for better or worse right now than than mr the coach so how's that series going is this is this series giving you like a, a, a more appreciation for for the kind of the old stories or and kind of one once to get your your vorthos on more in the nowadays i still don't think even after reading like the thran all the way through and kind of looking over some of the chapters that i have nowhere near as much knowledge but i do appreciate like some of the stuff that uh, I have been reading it's it's a lot different than like what I'm used to um, It's like that You know a lot of people make fun of the lore because it's like Currently because it's like not either not on track or it's like a big joke to people and like this older lore like you know the frame was released in like 1999 we were still figuring out whether the the giant superbug was gonna kill all the computers and kill us all and you know reading that story it you know, that was 20 years ago. It was just, it, it's a, it's a, it's a really good story to like read into. Um, there's, you know, you're talking about Yawmoth, who the only conception of Yawmoth that people see was that he was this godlike figure, this uh, person who was, who wanted to either be a god, take over Dominaria, you know, Weatherlight Saga. But people don't remember that he was actually just a person. He was actually just a scientist, like a like a doctor, in a lot of cases, like like an evolutionist who was trying to perfect, like the Thran, who were trying Sounds to perfect, simic. very simic, who was trying to perfect like the Dominarian. So, you know, people, you know, it, it has a very short description of what Yamoth looked like, and it's it leaves a lot of spe speculation of what his human form was. So, but it's, Voldemort it, too. I get a big Voldemort vibe from him. Yeah, he's 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 real. Like his look is, you know, and I guess Watsy doesn't want to play into him more unless there's a big yearning for it. But people only know him as the demon. People only know him as like this godlike figure. But people don't see like how he progressed into this. Well, because the know, real the the real Yogmelt in human form look like Rick Moranis, and who's afraid of that? You know, he's I probably am. just some dude. <laughs> No, I mean, but but in the story, he is like a he would you know in in a D and D sense, he would be like a fighter. He he would be a very intelligent like fighter because he was very good. He carried five blades like an eldritch knight. Yeah, well, no, he did. Well, at, as far as I know, he hasn't. He doesn't use magic on his persons, so okay. he's not. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's a he's a he's a magic wielder. So he would be either he would like, probably the closest thing I could figure is that he's he's basically a fighter in D and D sense because he is what really, challenge rating <laughs> for his human form. I don't know. He's he he's he kills like a lot of people. Like when he makes that descent into uh, like finding Gix for the first time, when he makes that descent and trying to find like what's going on, like Thysis and all that. Like he he kills like the gate guard like pretty easily. Um, after making a thousand foot climb, uh, he he kills him with like pretty quick. Uh, he's a fast fighter, but he's also like he's also seen as like tall, like m very masculine, and 
just gets. So just, he's, he's, he's the rock with a with a pocket protector, basically. Five, like, well, yeah, in a sense, because like he's he doesn't use magic, but he is he is he is basically, you know, he is an expert on like anatomy and physiology. He want he wants to see the he wants to see the human race, especially, or he wants to see the race of dominarians, like just be like this next level stuff. Now, granted, this is before he even found Phyrexian. He, you know, planeswalkers weren't even a thing in his mind. He was still trying to find a way to progress the dominarians. So, and then when he found one Difed came to, you know, came to dominaria when they discovered the planeswalkers, then his whole plan changed, obviously. I mean, well, his main goal didn't change, but the way he was going to do it was going to be a lot faster. So, like, the lore that this, you know, this very, the prequel, I mean, it's just, it's just, there's a lot of elements going on. I think it's very fascinating uh, to kind of, like, there's not very, there's not a lot of bland points with this old story. So, I suggest everyone, you know, hop on that and either either read it or listen to the stuff i'm doing listen to you know, it. it's so much it's, easier <laughs> well it's, it, it is and 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 you know and it's it's not perfect by any means like i i did all the voice i'm doing this by myself like bullshit this. it's awesome i'm i'm yeah i can't even let you be humble about it i mean it's no one else is doing it it's just so great um well it's like with the timeline video no one took a crack at the timeline video and then i took four weeks to do that and this is actually taking three times longer, but at the same time, it's also like, it's going to end up being like 34 videos. So if it does become popular, people are going to want then like the brothers war, they're going to want, yes, you know, do the it. weather light. So that's wrath and storm. That, that's all you're going to end up doing coach. You're never making another video again. No, no more uh, card or no more uh, card anthologies. Yeah, and, oh, hey, hey, that, and do that, the card anthology too, man. Come on. When, yeah, when is the Ten Street Hooligan episode of uh, hey, card anthology? Just, I just whenever, whenever I get done, I'll figure out what we're gonna do next. We might, we might not just do it in order. We might do like I don't know if y'all want to do like Modern Masters, do a card anthology over that, or I gotta is... do all of Kamigawa. <laughs> <laughs> we've already, we already. I think I'm pretty sure oh, we already Kamigawa Kamigawa. done. Yeah, oh, we're is it? yeah, we're we no we one got, even knows. We just got <laughs> the gun like, that made the video doesn't know. That's how bad Kamigawa was. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we right. let's just say we're in the third part of we're in the third visit of Ravnica. And the last time I left off for card anthology, we were on it was the dark first steel. visit. Oh wait, no, no, no. That was the best Ravnica. performing. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, so all right. so all this is kind of geared up to No, no, you were on Innistrad, it looks like. Well, well he jumped for, over there for Halloween. Oh, for okay. Nisa. For he wanted me to do it, so <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah so you let, sort of jumped around. So let let's let's frame this in this kind of question. Um, you know, this is all kind of good setup, and, and let's do a like one by one. Let's talk about what they've been building this storyline. I guess you could say it's safe since I mean, if you want to think about it, since Legends, whenever Nicobolus was introduced. Um, but I mean, really, they they've tied Nicobolus back into the storyline since Zendikar. That's kind of when kind of the birth of the Gatewatch and not not uh battle for Zendikar, but the original Zendikar when, you know, Jace and everybody they are in Chandra, they let the Eldrazi out of the bag and that yeah. kind of set everything in motion to what we have as the Gatewatch main magic storyline now with with Mickey Mouse and Liliana and everyone else. So let's <laughs> kind of go down the line and let's talk about how we think if this is to be 
and and this is my impression you know i i am a big movie person obviously if you watch this show or this channel you you would you would know that um and why would you because this channel is weird uh but but like in all reality uh this is a culmination of this giant storyline started uh you know with with the introduction of nickel bolus right um so will war for the war for the spark war to the spark war to the infinity magic infinity war how does that a change the game uh, make a bold prediction as far as lore goes and then also if you're going to use this as a jumping off point uh what is another bold prediction as far as will this change the game or not let's start with johnny Tibble comes back and he's actually good <laughs> like, like not a good guy just a good uh, just a decent card? planeswalker they add a mana symbol and he actually wrong you know, that, would wrong. that would ruin Tibble altogether 3CMC is the magic sweet spot for planeswalkers so make him a 3CMC planeswalker that's bullshit there. look at Kaya still is terrible <laughs> hey speaking of that Rogue just hey, said no Kaya's I think deal. Kaya's gonna be look good look at that mm. Kaya <laughs> uh, uh, I yeah, think it's terrible, I think Kai, it's I think Kai could do some work. I think I think <clears throat> you know we we people complained about planeswalkers. People complained about Sahili when she first came out, and like we should have seen the writing on the wall for that one. Swear to God. So trust me, you look at these planeswalkers. People will break them, except for Tibble. Mm -hmm. Nope, I've seen Tibble broken too. I yeah, I no, no, friend... no. You you could use Tibble. I've brewed four budget decks in the past like two weeks. I tried to make I, like I have a five dollar planeswalker at my disposal, and I still couldn't make it work. It, oh, Kaya it's just horrible. red black, red black storm for Tibble, and it's bananas. Right. That's Tibble. good. Oh, you're talking about Kaya. I haven't been brewing around Kaya too much, although when I, it's it's <laughs> funny. Like in standard. There are, I think there's enough one drops to be like, oh, oops, there goes one of your key one drops. It's, it's, she does take out little stupid things. And then I think, yeah, don't worry about it. Wait until the next set comes along and there'll be something that helps a planeswalker like Kaya. So, from a lore side, what, how do you think that uh, Infinity War, MTG Infinity War changes the game? Uh, Garrick comes back and kills everyone. I yeah. would love that. Yes. No, no, no. You know, that's a po that's a that's a popular hypothesis as far as the story goes. Let's uh, jump to our special guest, JJ. Uh, okay. Same same two questions, sir. Yeah. Well, I I don't follow lore at all. I do okay. listen to coaches' audiobooks, but I have a bold prediction. I'm I'm going to go Lord of the Rings with this. I think there will be one spark to rule them all, and then. <laughs> Nickel Bolas will control all the planeswalkers until someone steals that one spark from him. Nickel Bolas is the Nickel Bolas is Sauron, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And then someone Th takes my... it to to Mount Doom. And yeah. Tybalt is Frodo. Yeah. And then there was some. <laughs> and then what? okay, we can go Lord of the Rings nerd here, and then some other really powerful being named Tom Bombadil comes and just takes the spark and like, eh, nothing doesn't do anything to me. I immediately regret <laughs> asking any of you any of these questions. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, go... take the baton. Well, shit. Now, now I want to talk more about Lord of the Rings. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. Remember, That's remember awesome. one yeah. show when, when we changed it all to D&D &D for the last half an hour? I feel like that's uh, going to happen again. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, so I think that Nicobolus is going to somehow do something different with the planeswalker spark not exactly control planeswalkers but do it in a way where he can just give it to people at will like okay oh you're part of the nickel bolus army boom planeswalker 
you may not be as strong oh, as say like Gideon or Jace or someone, but boom, you've got regular people becoming planeswalkers now, and you know they Stop get a little boost in power. <laughs> It, it, it's sort of think of like Dragon Ball Z, where the old Namek guru sort of like touches you and you become powerful. Think of it like that. That's what Nick. I don't even know what do. you're talking. He's about. Go, he's going to start touching people. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh, you're you're stronger now. Ho hopefully, MTG Sickly still in the chat because she's our she's our weeb. Because I I don't know anime, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right, Coach, take the baton. You're up. Oh, here we go. What is my prediction? Let's see. If it's going to be an all-out war... Well, because I'm looking through the, the War of the Spark on the wiki page, and it says... It's talking about dozens of powerful planeswalkers. So, I don't think it's going to be where it's going to be super easy for Bolas to make planeswalkers. I think if it's going to turn into this giant... It's going to turn into this giant war, there's going to be, I think, a few planeswalkers that get out of business and what i mean by get out of business they're gonna die um i think bolus will be a casualty i think a few of the other planeswalkers will be casualties don't know who i don't want to make that prediction i think if anything i think jace will stay alive but i think bolus and a whole bunch of planeswalkers is gonna be so bad that it's gonna take a lot of people with him and it might you know if it's on dominant well if it's on ravnica if it's strong enough, it might take what I wonder if it will like destroy Ravnica. That'll be kind of a yes, weird. please destroy it. Yeah. Shut up, shut up. They you can't hate destroy sunshine. Ravnica. It's that sweet money, just yeah, they can't. Well, do but, that. Here, but, no, 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 here, but, but it's not unprecedented because look what they did to Dominaria for like 10 years, so it's not unprecedented. They'll, they'll I take mean, the cash cow. Yeah, I mean, I don't want it to be destroyed, but I'm kind of tired of Ravnica, but it, yeah, yeah, I, I think. You know, I think a bull. You hate Christmas, be, you Grinch. <laughs> they, I fucking love Christmas, motherfucker. All right, take that shit back. <laughs> so if they break out in this giant war, I think Bolus. I think Bolus will be dead after the alliance of planeswalkers. But I think he's also going to take a lot of them with him, and I think Ravnica is going to get destroyed. And those who do have the power to planeswalk out quick enough, um, it's they're going to go somewhere else. I don't know where. But I think Ravnica will be destroyed. So, uh, and we've already, you know, like looking at the Thran books, there are ways to stop a planeswalker from instantly getting in and out, like of the planes. With the, the eternal sun, right? Hmm? With the eternal sun? The immortal sun. Immortal, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you can see uh, that, that could be an option, or you could go the old school, like what Yamak did to Die Fed, just get a stab in the head if, if they're close enough maybe bolus's claws will get into them they, they can't move um it's kind of hard to kill a planeswalker but it's not completely impossible gideon's um, gonna die Ooh, that's spicy and that gideon is, be... and here's the thing gideon is hard probably the hardest one to kill because of his power and he sure. could pop but he could still it's he's not out of the uh no he, he'll be just he goes into exile literally he goes, Gideon yeah. and he, Liliana will get together, and then he'll sacrifice himself for Liliana. If we're doing death predictions, I think Vraska or Liliana's on the chopping block because you can't no. have two. You can't have two uh, love like a love. No, Vraska and Jace have to get together. I will be okay. So then they'll kill Liliana. I mean, Lil I mean, really, Liliana's arc is kind of done, right? Like yeah. she's free of the demons. Yeah, fuck Liliana. All right, come on, let's get with Vraska and Jace. I I just need to see that happen. Like yeah. the little giddy. Either that or, either that or Jace could be that. Jace will be sole survivor. Who knows? 
But uh, I hope I, not. Please no. Okay, what, please what, about, what are the chances Niv Mizzet steals Bolas's spark? Ooh, like you just, oh, there's ooh. this big the big setup. Ooh. There's about to be this big like showdown, that. and it's about to go down. And then Niv Mizzet be like, bloop, ha ha. You know, you know what I hated? It was the uh, Planeswalkers card of uh, of uh, Niv Mizzet's like research or whatever, or Pyromancer's research, and it had no flavor text. It was just oh, Firemind's. It was research? just a card. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what is this trying to tell me? So I'm like trying to look at the art like through a microscope and shit, and there's nothing there. Did you bust that, out your jeweler's loop? But, that was really annoying. But Rachel, that's not the same. I can't. Fan fiction isn't the same. I need to see like official lore of Jason Vraska getting together. Wow. All right. Wow. Uh, okay. So here, here it is. Here and I, it and is. I don't need dirty stuff. All right. No, I just mean like I want to see them happily ever after, <laughs> making cute Medusa babies. So I, I'm the resident uh, cinephile dork on on this uh, podcast. So we'll say, here's my prediction. So I think that they wouldn't at least. Okay. So I'm gonna put my Watsy hat on, and I'm running the company. Uh, God oh, forbid. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're, no, no, no. Magic positivity. We're, we're, we're magic closing magic. Right, yeah, yeah, no. So story wise, so okay, so I've 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 spent all this time building this up. So A, we're killing people, right? Like some people have to die. I think Liliana is on the chopping block. No, I think that um, I think Nicobolus does die, but I think that he finds a way to kind of like horcrux his shit into like Yogmouth. So going into kind of what like Coach was talking about, because obviously the next logical plane that we're going to go to is back to new phyrexia and i think that's where we're going to finally get zombie uh elspeth and all that stuff it's going to be awesome and i think mishra could kind of come back and be the big bad also but i think mishra might bring back yogmel something i don't know i thought elspeth was um still in the pharaoh's hell whatever it's called she might be Nick. she's in the underworld uh, well, okay so so here's the thing is i think that nicobolus is trying to gather all this shit to go back to Theros and kill Erebos to rule the underworld too. Uh, so I think that's part of, of the overarching story. So maybe we <sighs> go back so to dumb. Theros and we go, we go Nicobolus. I, I, cause I think Nicobolus is kind of going to win and whether, you know, he's going to leave a wake of devastation where we're going to have, uh, at least one or two of our main cast dead. And maybe good. Nisa comes back. Nisa dies. Maybe Garrick takes his place back. Well, Vivian uh, would make a good replacement for Nisa. Or, or Vivian. Sure. Absolutely. Vivian. Sure. Uh, but aside from lore wise, those are my, those are my cinematic predictions aside from lore wise why would you spend so much time building up this set as infinity war if you're not going to change the game as uh as a whole as a play style too and i think i alluded this uh, alluded to this a little bit on uh the high mind with jake and joel where i what what's to stop them from being you know what blue's gone now you have purple now you're, you know, it, where it's, it was almost like Battle for Zendikar, or like Oath of the Gatewatch, where they introduced the void at, or, or, you know, like the colorless as kind of a, a six color. But what if they just use this as a jumping off point and completely change the game, introduce yellow instead of white or something like that, change it mechanically? Uh, because what other choice or what other chance are you going to get? Here's the thing about that, the game? Um, if you look at the wiki, it says that the set is going to feed the, the set War of the Spark is going to feature a crazy element that has never been tried before uncommon so, planeswalkers sure sure <laughs> well i mean that was in dominaria oh no no no. the well the legendary creatures went no, down uncommon planeswalkers and rare planeswalkers you sure. heard it here first can, can you like reanimate it. can you actually reanimate a, a planeswalker after they die you can if it because it's a permanent anything yeah. that reanimates a permanent 
like Brad. Muldrapa can bring back a planeswalker when sure. it's in the graveyard. Has well, anyone in, in anybody... lore? It would be... Oh, sorry. Oh no, sorry. Well, it would it would be cool a storyline where um, you know Nicol Bolas does kill all the planeswalkers except Liliana, and then she brings them all back with a dark spark, so they all have a black element. Oh, I like Ooh. it. And then, then it's all you know. You have like Demir Jace, but they all come back, and he's in a weak. Nickel Bolas is in a weakened condition, so they oh, easily defeat Nickel Bolas. This is like uh, Torment too, where it's like a black uh, centric set. That would be fucking cool, man. Yeah, that would be rad. Anybody else it. notice how no one has mentioned a Johnny? Who? No, no, actually, Johnny. I think Johnny. Huh? Uh, I <laughs> think I think he's the one that I think he's another one on the chopping block because he was the only one to defeat Nicobolus. So I think that he like steps up. Like Liliana pops out because she's kind of on the side as as Nicobolus right now, and then she's gonna come out and be like, "No, I I'm back with my friends or back with my my loved one, Jace." And then like Nicobolus snatches her ass, and then a Johnny steps up, and then Nicobolus takes him down. He's like. That was the chosen one. What you know, like that? Absolutely. <laughs> can, can can I just say something here? Um, just about the magic story altogether. Yes. And this please. is just gonna sound really dumb. Sure. But can we have just one set where there's not war going on? Can we just have like, <clears throat> yeah, or, or or some sort of conflict? But right? the, can, but but Rosewater's Rosewater already like he he uh, addressed that and basically said that what it, it's a game about. To know. you know, if you deconstruct it, it's, exactly. Then what? What are you doing? If it's just like, I mean, I mean, Battle Bond. I mean, even though Battle Bond didn't really have a story, but it was kind of like there was no war going on. It was just sort of like, hey, it's WWE meets Magic. Like, you have to have conflict though, because you are you are in Magic. It is two Planeswalkers duking it out. It's not a hug fest. Can't we just I'm all just, get along? I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> the whole point is winner. Loser. I mean. Think about it. There's, you know, it's that doesn't all have to be about war. It, it would be <laughs> great if, if Gideon and Nicol Bolas were sitting at, at a table and then and just arm like, wrestling, right? Working hard or hardly working, huh? Like oh, yeah. over the top. And Sylvester Stallone casts Gideon. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> ew, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just picturing the name of this set. Welcome to the plane of Bohemia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it could be like a Moulin Rouge theme set. Oh, words are of a vernacular. <laughs> Can't describe this great event. Yes, so Johnny uh, will be done with Wonderman. <laughs> so the last, the last thing, maybe they're they are. I think I don't know if we alluded to this earlier on, or the chat said it, but maybe they will use this as a soft reboot for the storyline. Uh, may maybe they'll just be like, okay. Uh, this you know something ha a big event happens. Now we start over day one. We're back with uh, God. I forgot his name. I would have I would have gotten so many cool points like old man points if I would have remembered. Uh, but like we're back in arena. Like the that was the the first magic book, right? We're we're back there, and here's day one. Let, let's go. Well, um, what sucks is that those old like the old books, with the exception of the Thran, is not even canon anymore. Or if it's it's not in continuity with those books because I guess the whole, the whole Harper prism situation, the whole Harper publishing, um, it kind of, you know, once the brothers war came out, then it's like, uh, do we want to go with this? 
Yeah. And then as they continue the story, it's like, yep, we are definitely not going with this. They Star Wars but, the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, like uh, if it, the, the comic books, the Brothers War comic books, it was like four or five issue thing. And even at the top of like the deal of like when you try to look it up, it's like it's pretty much not canon anymore because there have been so many changes from the comic books to the book that it's just, yeah, unless they want to create like the alternate timeline like they did with the, you know, Fate Reforged, which they could, I mean, they that could be in their back pocket too. If you want to do a soft reboot, you could pull like a time traveling Fate Reforged like, yeah. deal. Perfect. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think we're going to either New Phyrexia or Theros next, right? I mean, where where else would be logical? They're Cyber like, and here's a whole new plane about puppet Yamagawa. dogs and kitty cats. Like, what? <laughs> totally Cybertron, where they fight <laughs> the Decepticons. Hey, there there was a uh, Transformer card already in the Unglued set. <laughs> I'm so, so we we need to get back to the um content creator nominees. We never we never got those <laughs> yeah. mentioned. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. We like we like talking about Lauren's like, oh we yeah. Got, well no no, oh, I, yeah, did, we I just realized be, before time runs out. JJ's know, like need, uh, dang, oh yeah. Like, we're so <laughs> having an interesting speed, conversation. Yeah, speed three to that list. You, you know what's funny is I didn't I don't really follow Lauren until Coach started reading it to me. It's like it's someone it's, said that in the chat too. Yeah, it's, so much it's, it's everyone's bedtime story. So it's the voice. It, no one gives a shit about the content, man. Ever, it's your voice. Yeah, I fall asleep. <laughs> I made so many mistakes in that book, and people are still watching it. Like, why? <laughs> well, I, I'm in traffic a lot, so if I can't, I can't watch the video. But if I can listen, I'll I'll put it on while I drive. So it's, it's like nice. I said, I'm just waiting for Coach to finish the story because I'm I know getting I'll... there, dude. Like, come on, Is, like, I got nine come more on. videos to edit, and it's done. All right. So before we close it out with the with the uh, the announcement from from JJ, I, I mean I I can't uh, I'd be remiss not to talk about how stacked this damn chat is. Uh, yeah, I know it's crazy. Milo, the gathering. I mean, we have we have Jake from from MTG tonight. Uh, Ted, uh, we have Rogue Deck Builder, Undying MTG, Sickly MTG, Alby. Um, I mean, Nicole, uh, Bad Wolf was here. Like Pixie Kitten. It's just Pixie Kitten. It's just crazy. The Warlord Hank or you know Paladin. Um, it's just cardboard paladins. Eric Williamson always always great. Rafael Garcia. It's just the who's who right now. And God, we are just so humbled as a podcast to have to, to have know. this be your you know like kind of like the content creators hub to come hang out. And that's that's crazy to me. Uh, so thank you all for just being. Super awesome in this and chat. Rhino, so much fun. Rhino just yeah, oh, Rhino, Rhino made it finally. Yeah. All right, awesome. That's all my people. Those are my people. Fresh yeah. back from the scouts. GG, uh, you know Chris over at GG. Like everyone, everyone is here. Like it's just, it's crazy. Like thinking a couple, you know, years back, or you know, not even a year back when we made this this podcast that that this would be the hub that's very humbling so uh it sounds like i'm about to cry but it's just because i'm sick i, I don't really care uh no <laughs> it's, Dude, it's okay to cry like seriously sometimes no, JJ, i just have a good cry i know uh, ugly uh jj why don't you why don't you uh kind of close out our episode and tell us about uh or, or tell us what you're gonna tell us what are you gonna tell us again what are you gonna tell us okay so i'm gonna walk I'm going to walk through all 11 awards. I'll start with who's presenting, and then I'll read the top 10 nominees, or as many of the top nominees as uh, this is after voting. So voting's complete. 
Um, these are the top 10 people that uh, that that scored highest in the voting. Uh, we did use a uh, rank-based voting. So if you received a higher ranking in your earlier rounds, it was eight rounds of rank-based voting, uh, You that credit was carried forward to the next round. So it accumulated. And there was only one category that um, was where we got had a five-way tie. Oh, and that, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, that was the uh, best MTG article, the single article. And uh, wow. so I had to go outside the community and I went to a doctor of journalism uh, who writes for the, you know, several national newspapers. He's written several books. And I, I just happened to know this, this, this uh, fairly prominent journalist. And I asked him to conduct a ranking on of his own based on the professionalism of the writing itself. Um, but so that's the only one I, I'll be presenting that, that award because, uh, it's too complicated to give to someone else to explain what, you know, what that yeah. is, yeah, but I'm sure. going to, yeah, I'm going to start with your category, the best blogger website. Um, so you guys are presenting and let's scroll down to, okay. Best blogger website in no particular order, the top 10 nominees. Card Sphere, Star City Games, uh, Kitchen Table MTG, uh, TCG Player, Hipsters of the Coast, um, Ma uh, Master of Magics, uh, Mark Rosewater made the top 10 for his Tumblr, and then uh, EDH Rec, Rakdos Cast, and MTG Goldfish. So that is being presented by you guys. Um, the next one is, so I tried to put presenters together, um, like the, you know, ragtag groups of presenters. You guys are already ragtaggy enough. Um, and since the stomping we'll, we'll on that, we'll, we'll on that. Yeah. <laughs> and since the stomping ground is a, is a, um, well, I think you guys are copying us. So since you guys copied us, we stomping ground is presenting best MTG streamer. Okay. Uh, and those are, uh, let's see, Zolan spreadsheet. Okay, in no particular order, best top ten or the top ten nominees for MTG streamer, uh, Holy Diva, uh, Man Cave TV, which is now Undying uh, MTG, mm -hmm. uh, Jungle Fiverr. Uh, just a note, Jungle Fiverr. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's also he. I have the rules of the um, of the the award ceremony, and Jungle Fiverr jumped on that and, and did a video, and it's it's freaking hilarious. But uh, so Jungle Fiverr, uh, he's MTG, been doing a lot of stuff with Pleasant Kenobi too lately. Yeah, he, well, he, I, I really enjoy his stream. He's a, he's just a chill guy. And uh, uh, but MTG Goldfish, uh, Jeff Hoogland, uh, MTG Lexicon, uh, Kenji Numat. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Uh, Pleasant Kenobi. You nailed it. <laughs> Is that how you say it? And then uh, Loading Ready Run and Fishing a Merfolk Podcast. Cody Smith. Yeah, yeah. made the top boy. 10. My cartoon boy. <laughs> Good thing we didn't make it so we have, don't have to disappoint anyone. Do we stream? <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I mean, guess this is a stream. <laughs> yeah, I kind of stream once in a while. So the the only the only um, content we looked at was from 2018. So if it didn't happen in 2018, yeah, I got a lot of nominations for like best new, 
MTG content creator and they were, they started in 2017 and, you know, I, I, you have to have started in 2018 to be the best news. So there was some rules I had to go, go up against. Uh, so that's two categories. Uh, the next ragtag group is I uh, asked uh, Sickly MTG, uh, Bad Wolf MTG, and Marin Moon as a group to produce uh, um, a presentation for the best single video. Um, this category was, it was, uh, you, well, let me read it to you. You'll, you'll see. It's a, it's a very interesting set. So uh, for top 10 nominees for best MTG video in a single video, uh, Nizahone Magic uh, for his MTG top 10 creatures who come back from the graveyard. Uh, Good Luck High Five, episode 300, the musical, celebrating nice. 300 episodes. Oh, uh, Ristic Studies, Black Lotus. Uh, just give them all the awards already. <laughs> damn it. Well, so, you know, you may, you, you'll see when I finish with the single category. Uh, the Mana Source, let's talk about Wizards of the Coast, Amazon, and the slow death of the local game store. Um, Pixie Kitten Plays. Nice! Uh, at Types Ooh. of MTG Arena Players. Um, Ristic Studies, The Art of Seb McKinnon. Uh, Friday, night, Friday Nights, The Exile Zone, uh, for their The Exile Zone. Uh, Ristic Studies again for Framing 25 Years of Magic. Jesus. Yeah. Three nominations. Uh, MTG Young Mage, Rhino. There uh, he is. For Goblin Banneret Guilds of Ravnica preview card. And. Ooh, nice, they, Rhino. And they said, we said, Tin Street Hooligans, episode nine. Tell me why. One of my favorite videos that you guys have oh, no. oh, no. Oh, God. It just won't go away. It just won't go away. Oh, God. Uh, it's permanent. It is so bad. And we I'm made, we made top 10. How do we make that cut? Oh, my God. What? You I, are. I quit. My fire. <laughs> the... okay. it, was, it, oh, no. it was you guys trying to synchronize that song with his so funny um i you know i have to mention that my favorite my favorite uh 10 street hooligans is your first episode oh. because john you put out the, the the you have the most cliff clavin moment at the very <laughs> at the very beginning the <laughs> at, the, at the very beginning the cliff clavin moment where you say suicide <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is, you know, you guys were working on your format. There were some like technical issues. It's so, you know, it's like an epic content create. If a content but we, creator we weren't even, we weren't even my old man moment. We weren't even Tinch Tree Hooligans in that first episode. We didn't change it. Yeah. You're the buzz. <laughs> oh, that's right. The buzz. I forgot all about that. Oh, oh no. Man. That's so funny, man. Oh, well. It was you so know. good. I was like, I, I know you mentioned suicide, and I was supposed to not laugh at that point. But <laughs> you, you did it at the right at the beginning oh. of the show. Like, you just brought it all down. <laughs> can, can I just say how great of a boy band member Mountain Man MTG Seth is? Oh, like, man. I, yeah, I always is. watch that video. Video. like my son that's my favorite video that my son or that we've done that my son watches over and over and over again he speeds oh, it up God. slows it down he plays it in reverse he thinks it's just the best and seth he's always just like seth's really good i'm like yeah i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, God. I, I, lo I love mountain man magic's uh videos they're so funny he's I like love that guy 
the way he does his little cuts, he does these little cuts in the middle of the videos to just awkward moments that he, I don't think there's one he could do wrong. He just, we actually, me and him have an ongoing brawl game going back and forth. So, but yeah, love that guy. Uh, so our, our next presenter, uh, that would be, since we brought him up, uh, the group of Mountain Man Magic, uh, Chuckwagon MTG and Exotic MTG. And they are presenting the best MTG YouTube medium channel. Um, and that, those top 10, trying hard not to say the winner. Um, <laughs> well, we'll do it because it'll be great for my ratings. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I accidentally let it. So I actually made a duplicate spreadsheet of all the winners and then, a, and then scrambled them and then took all my highlights out. So I wouldn't accidentally say it. Yeah. Okay. So top 10 in no particular order. This is for medium audience, YouTube channel, MTG sickly. She got Card. it. <laughs> nice. I'm calling it. She got it. <laughs> Card bizarre. Oh, oh yes, coach. Yeah, Jordan uh, definitely got it. Nikachu MTG. Oh, fantastic! Uh, Frank Lepore or Le Sorry, I, I should not be giving my. Sorry. <laughs> wow, John. <laughs> Bad Wolf MTG. But I agree with you, John. Nice. Yeah, good job, Bad Wolf. Awesome. Yeah, Bad Wolf MTG. Uh, Dark Titan Enterprises. Vera Dark. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> the Manalee. I almost hey, uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Your Manalee's good. Content, your fellow content creators voted on this. Uh, uh, the Manalee. Uh, That's good. MTG yeah. breakdown. Who the fuck's that? Side. <laughs> Shut up, Zuby. <laughs> You're like <laughs> Zuby's. Like, just say my name. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm... <laughs> uh, Next year, we'll, next year we'll have a contest that's just for Zuvi, where he wins every category. <laughs> no, but I, I get nominated, but still lose, even though it's just for me. <laughs> lose against yourself. Yeah, you, you know, th there was this point where I was going to turn this all into a joke, where because I the way this works is that I send out packages to all the presenters, and so it's secret, right? It's a secret letter and i was going to have them all say that i won every category because <laughs> <laughs> no no presenter sees what the other presenter has so i could have just orchestrated this entire entire thing it would have been funny uh, the best so, pr move on your part <laughs> yeah I, it just me i totally won uh so sideboard mtg and then jolt 539 mm -hmm. so that's our top 10 for medium audience nice nice okay. man congrats coach uh, and congrats, Sickly. So our next category, uh, best MTG YouTube channel, small channel. Now, you see, I tried to, you know, if you were presenting a, uh, if you were a big, a big presenter, you got a smaller target. So this is best MTG uh, YouTube channel, small audience. And uh, Magic Mike's, Evan Irwin, uh, Aaron Campbell, and... Uh, Ruben Bressler, they're putting together this way. I'm, I haven't seen the finished product yet, but uh, they're they're doing the presentation for this. Wow, that's, and, oh, that's, that's awesome. a big deal. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's a huge deal. Well, they are, you know, they're, they're like you guys. So you guys talk about content creation all the time, and the the trials and tribulations. Zuby, you you've, you know, I I love the the article you wrote, and then the um, oh, yeah. the 
the follow on video about it. So that's the, you know, they're the same way they talk, you know, they bring up those things in their, in their podcast and they, they talk about it and they're, you know, avid supporters of the small content creator. And so, so best MTG YouTube channel, small audience, the top 10 nominees in no particular order, uh, mountain man magic. Nice. Good awesome. Job, uh, brainstorm brewery. They're small. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as YouTube goes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a pro. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's, I didn't it know that. Le- it was less than 3,000 subscribers, I believe. Yeah, oh, they, okay. Yeah, yeah I kind of like Jason Alt. He's all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kitchen Table Commander. Hell yes. I yeah, love Brett. Awesome. Brett is the man. Exotic MTG. Uh, Digital Llama. Nice, Tim. Nice. Uh, uh, Jungle Fiverr. Cool. Sweet. Uh, Good M- job, Mac. MTG Young Mage. Yes. Good Rhino. job, Rhino. Uh, the MM cast. Yes. And Trapixium. And our final nominee is a. I don't know if I. They said we said. <laughs> Who the fuck's that? that? I, I don't know. Pronounced. The oh, we missed, I think we missed that last one. Yeah, your I, I don't think potato. he's part of the nomination. <laughs> <laughs> Are they I a think movie? We, I think we goofed on that. That's the a polls are rigged. Or... It's rigged. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the last one again? And uh, the the say we 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 say. said they said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said we said. You guys are not, are in the top ten nominees. Congratulations! Awesome. Thank you. And, uh, uh, so hopefully, Good you job, know, John. Magic Mike's will shout out one of their names, one of you guys' names. You guys don't don't stand a chance because uh, there's a much better. Uh, oh, I mean, Rhino, just give it to Rhino. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he totally deserves but, it. Still, still, not- just give it to Ristic Studies. Just even this, <laughs> just give it. To- <laughs> just give it to Sam. Just always give it to Sam. Hashtag always give it to Sam. Yeah. Um. So our next category is best podcast. Oh. Uh, the, pre- the presenters for the best podcast will be Loading Ready Run. Uh, oh, they, shit. yeah, they are putting together a. <laughs> No big deal. <laughs> I just called them up and they're like, sure, sure, JJ, whatever. We've been waiting for what, your what, call, whatever, whatever you need, whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> Drop what you're doing and make this happen now. And they was like, oh, yes, Mr. Yes, Mr. Freeze. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Top 10 nominees for best um, podcast uh, in no particular order. Uh, Magic Mike's the magic show. Have uh, my vote. Fishing a Merfolk podcast. Shit, that'd be my vote. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Goblin Lore podcast. Oh, they're good too. Mm-hmm. Damn, they're good. Uh, EDH Rec, Kaya Vess. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Lords of mm, Limited. Okay. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Marshall Sutcliffe. Oh, geez. Now you're just fishing <laughs> with dynamite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Command Zone. Yeah. Uh, who? Good luck. <laughs> the commands. Command. <laughs> I, I. It's a small. I think they're in the small category as well. Sure. Uh, good luck. High five. Yeah. And tap tap concede. Loading ready run. Right. Uh, and they've been doing that show oh, a yeah, long right. time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the one that LLR or LRR is presenting, right? Yeah. Yes. That's lo- it's loading ready run, and I think okay. that's where I first heard about what was it? A pile. What did they call it? I forget. I haven't played in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, you know, they, um, 
they I chose presenters before the results came out. Sure. Yeah. So I it was you know completely I wouldn't say random what got picked, but you know I because the timeline I had to send out packages, voting ended, and then I, I'm like, oh, here's the winners. I guess um, I guess whoever you got is who you got. So the next category, best MTG YouTube large audience. This will be presented by uh, Young Mage and. <laughs> Oh, nice. There yeah. we go. Young nice. Mage and who? Uh, the, the family. Uh, I don't know if... Oh, uh, nice. I don't know Papa if Papa Mage. Mage... Yeah, I don't know if Papa Mage is going to put together... He says he's got something interesting. Fire uh, in the background. Just coming my <laughs> like, like Christmas. Christmas desk. <laughs> they do yeah. so good on their on their uh, preview card, so I'm sure it's oh, going to be just phenomenal. Yeah. The, the, and so that top 10 for best YouTube channel large audience uh, in no particular order. MTG Goldfish, uh, Ristic Studies. Give it to him. <laughs> Magic Mikes, uh, The Manasaurs, uh, Telerian Community College, Alpha Investments, uh, Loading Ready Run, The Command Zone, Pleasant Kenobi, mm. and, and Jumbo Commander. Nice. Oh man, I love him so much. Yeah, the, you know the EDH community responded in force. Uh, oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So our next, uh, oh. let's see, our next category. It, did, did I do best? No, I'm gonna say best new for last because I know all my, all my, all my, my magic family in the chat probably is waiting for that one last. Uh, so, uh, content creator of the year. Uh, this will be presented by Abby and Wedge. So they are wow. Uh, oh wow! The duo of them together presenting. Uh, and content creator of the year. Now there there were two big awards: the content creator of the year and then the People's Choice Award. Uh, the difference is the content creator of the year was voted on by content creators, and then the People's Choice was a popularity vote. So, uh, by anybody could have voted for that. Yeah. So, content creator of the year, top 10. Uh, Tolarian Community College, The Command Zone, Pleasant Kenobi, mm -hmm. uh, Loading Ready Run, Alpha Investments, MTG Goldfish, Kitchen Table Commander. Nice. Brad. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Ristic Studies. Give it to him. Uh, <laughs> Total him. MTG. Do you guys know Matt from Total MTG? Oh, yeah, of course. Dude, oh, that's yeah. one of my BFFs. I love Matt. He, yeah. He's my yeah. he's my BFF. Hell yeah. yes. And Jeff Hoogland. Nice, Jeff. So that is Content Career of the Year. Let's go to jump the People's Choice Award. Ooh, uh, that's a, this is a this is a good one. This one, so I was, I followed the results from this every day and it changed from hour to hour. And there was at one point where I swear every Canadian content creator got pushed to the first number one spot for some, like Canada was out in force. And then, <laughs> and then it just got, you know, it got mixed up again. But the presenters for this, so Ple Pleasant Kenobi is presenting this one with, with guest. So whoever Whoever he decides to bring on with him, Pleasant Kenobi will, will be doing this one. It wasn't he, me. I was on his channel today, but it wasn't if, me. It, well, he's a busy guy, so I, if, if he doesn't get this uh, presented, 
um, you know, I'll, I'll have to, to step in and do it, but he's, you know, he, he's everywhere right now. So he'll get it done. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a, no doubt, but it's a lot, you know, it's a lot on his plate. So I will not be, you know, heartbroken if he, if he doesn't be, he's not able to fit this in, but, uh, so he's presenting people's choice award and the, okay. So I'm going to read more than 10 because 10th place was a four-way tie. Um, so this is in no, no particular order. Uh, MTG Mudsta, Mudsta, did I say that right? Andrew, yeah. Andrew's great. Uh, Exotic MTG, uh, EDH Rec, Pleasant Kenobi, MTG Goldfish, uh, Commander's Quarters. They're on fire. Uh, loading Ready Run, uh, Ristic Studies. Give it to him. <laughs> Brainstorm Brewery. Give, Give it, it to them. them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leaving a Legacy. Uh, Jason Alt. Give it to him. Nah, no, not, no, not him. Uh, <laughs> contractually obligated to tell you to give it to him. <laughs> Magic Mikes and Nikachu MTG. Nice. So that's nice. And that was a street fight. That was like people were just changing that every single day. Um, so the last category, I think I got them all. Yeah. The new new content creator, right? Yeah, the last one is the best new MTG content creator. Um, this one was especially, you know, this wasn't special to me because it's the best of people I hang out with. So this will be presented by Good Luck High Five. Um, wow. Megan <laughs> That's awesome, and, man. And best new is... Okay, here it is. Oh, this is exciting. <laughs> uh, so best new MTG content creator the top 10 nominees in no particular order uh, commander's quarters uh, is it star nice she does yeah. I know work. Yes, I was man. you know I, when I saw that an artist had made the top 10 I realized next year I have to have a best MTG artist category so it's yeah uh, proxy guy absolutely yeah uh, booster therapy uh, v click podcast. Oh, they're defunct now. Yeah, yeah. they're gone now. Yeah, you, know, you can still get the trophy. So it's you know, <laughs> somebody's gonna get that trophy. Uh, Goblin Lore <laughs> podcast. Uh, Pixie Kitten plays. Yes, yeah. Rachel. Uh, the Vorthos cast. The Vorthos cast. I say that right. Uh, Pappy Popper. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, Dave. Nice. Uh, Arena Boys and Marin MTG, Marin Moon. Yeah, excellent. Awesome. So that is our that is our list of the uh, all of the nominees for every category. You guys have any questions, or you need me to reiterate any of these things? <laughs> I think we're good, dude. I, th I think we hit everyone. Hey, thanks for using this platform to to say all that. Though. That's super exciting. No, that, this is uh, this is perfect. You guys kind of uh, epitomize the 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 spectrum of content creators, and and uh, thank you for having me on to do this. This was a you know great honor. Like I said, I'm a big fan. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Well, thank you. I mean, the honor is all ours, sir. Let's uh, let's close it out. 
Uh, this is your episode of 10 Street Hooligans for this week. Thank you so much to the entire panel and everyone in the chat. The, the, cha- the chat? I don't know where yeah. I, just, I just went to New York for a second or somewhere else. Uh, let's start with uh, Johnny, the producer. Where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Slivers. You can also find me on Cardsphere, blogging away with the EDH stuff. And you can find me here at Tin Street and on my own YouTube channel of Cackling Carnarium, where I randomly do streams of random stuff that's mostly random. I'm working on a thing, and it's going to be cool. Is it random? It's... No, this one's <laughs> scripted and planned. I... Oh. I'm actually oh. planning that. So, yeah, uh, but Twitter's the best way to hit me up. So find me on Twitter and tweet at me <laughs> everyone needs to get you a, a johnny the producer for your channel i swear to and and just kind Beasley of bub. people heads up on scheduling we're, we had a little scheduling kind of bump in the road so we're actually going to be here next week on the 19th i won't be. and and then well <laughs> 10 street will be flying maybe an engine short send <laughs> and zoobs. then zoobs. and then in in march we pick up back on our normal plan schedule for march 12th and then into march 26th who's our guest next week that's taking a zoob spot um i'm going to figure that one out oh, i, I got somebody you. yeah okay. i think i got i got a guy i got a guy you know and, a guy i know a guy i hear something right i hear things I'm a, super, I'm a super big deal, so if you want to schedule me, you got to get a hold of the agent right now. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Talking to all these like big, big wigs here. He's like, oh yeah, Shit. no problem. You know, uh, the power couple of MTG is going to be presenting. No, no, de- I, no big I deal. Wish I had an agent. That would be so awesome, man. Come on, Mr. The Coach, uh, Card Bazaar. Where can everyone find you, sir? Everyone can find me on the Card Bazaar YouTube channel. They can find me on Twitter at uh, Coach at the Card Bazaar CC. And as I'm currently finishing the Thran audiobook, so if you want to hear my somewhat amateur voice going over the whole prequel stop novel, it. stop it. Uh, you can go to my channel and go listen to it. Uh, it should be done by the end of February or the beginning of March. Um, and have a crack at it. So go for it. Perfect. Our special guest, the man of the hour, JJ Freeze from MTG Strategist. Sir, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can always find me working under uh, Chuck Wagon MTG, his YouTube channel. Uh, I'm also, you can look up the Stomping Ground under Undying MTG. He, and I have a podcast <laughs> out uh, called The Tap Down. It's all the news with no talk other than the news. Uh, condensed to less than 10 minutes of all magic news and just i put it out every monday is it on um itunes it's on yeah it's everywhere it's everywhere you want to be it's uh (laughs) (laughs) boom (laughs) that's right all right uh and my favorite sign off of of every episode mr magic wazubi where can everyone find you Magic Zuby can be found on the following iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. You can find me on YouTube if you search Magic Wazubi on YouTube. I am also available on Facebook.com slash Magic Wazubi, on Twitter at Magic Wazubi, and on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. And you can email me at mtgzuby at gmail.com. I can also be randomly found on twitch.tv slash Magic Wazubi as I'm randomly streaming Final Fantasy 1. And unfortunately, I will not be here next week because i will be traveling i'll be in columbus ohio actually tuesday night i'm randomly on twitch 
and been, randomly on Twitch. I've been told they have internet in Columbus, Ohio, but whatever. Uh, you can find <laughs> me right here on this very channel. They said we said you could also find me on Twitter at Orzob Dunn. You could also find uh, the podcast versions of of the Hive Mind episodes on <clears throat> exclusively on constructivecriticism.com. Also, I guess during the chat, uh, you might be able to find Ten Street Hooligans very soon on that as well in podcast form if you want uh, this show as an ear biscuit rather than an eyegasm. Uh, you can support the show by going to cardsphere.com, simply the best place you buy, sell, and trade your paper Magic the Gathering cards online. You can also head on over to inkgaming.com, uh, enter promo code HiveMindMTG to get 10% off your custom Tin Street Hooligans playmats or HiveMind playmats or Zuby's playmats with promo code Zuby10. Look at that. <laughs> people, people helping people around this joint. Until next time, Planeswalkers, we'll all catch you in the multiverse. I don't know. I'm trying to use the high mindset now. What do we say here? Bye. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.